marketing is actually coaching. Change your perspective on that. No, it's not salesy. It's salesy when you continually pummel people of why they should buy, but you got to think about belief shifts. What are their beliefs right now? Welcome to the Wellness Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, and I'm excited to take you on a journey to reclaiming and reconnecting to your magic, the magic of your health, your wealth, and your soul's purpose. As a woman's wellness coach and business mentor, I've been coaching women for over 15 years, helping them rediscover their innate abilities to heal, to transform, and to manifest their deepest desires. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of inspiration and information, diving into the multifaceted approach of what it means to live to our fullest potential. Let's do this. This is a Soulfire production. Welcome back, everybody. Hope your day is off to a beautiful start. I am very excited to introduce you to my dear friend, Kevin Kwan, today. Coaches hire Kevin to nail down the message and leadership psychology on how to attract, connect, and enroll more sophisticated clients from their Facebook groups and email lists. And yes, we are diving into business today. If you haven't, figure that out already. I love chatting with Kevin on all things business. He has actually written over 30 different email funnels and sales pages for influencers in the health, wellness, and personal development industry, increasing their program sales between 150% to 300%. He has also been one of the main copy and offers coach for two multi-million dollar online coaching and consulting companies, and he really knows his stuff. I love chatting with him because He's super down to earth. He's super realistic. And I have had quite my fair share of, you know, working with the different men in the business industry and working with men, male coaches to help me grow my business. And I'll be quite honest, those experiences haven't been very great. And Kevin does not fall into that category. Most of the male coaches that I have worked with over the years have been in a very hustle mindset, very grind mindset, which typically doesn't work for the feminine. And I feel like many of my ideas and out of the box thinking was kind of like thrown to the side with, you know, many of the coaches I've worked with over the years. And that was just never my experience with Kevin. You know, him and I connect pretty often just supporting each other in business and sharing ideas back and forth. And I just love, like I said, his down-to-earth personality and how honest he is and how open he is and how real and authentic he is, which honestly, I sometimes feel can be really challenging to find in a male coach. So today is such a great interview. Kevin shares his journey from having a brick and mortar business and what it was like to transition from basically one brick and mortar. He had a gym and then he opened a second location. And, you know, as you grow, more problems can often arise and the transition out of brick and mortar into the online space. And he just really takes us through that journey and what it was like from a, you know, mental standpoint of having to make this transition and essentially start a new business from scratch. And then we spend some time really diving into just the coaching industry overall, and sometimes some of the things and the toxicity that we see across the space, but also chatting about creating certainty in ourselves, which is really important. We chat about how often what we are seeing with coaches enrolling in business coach in business programs is that they're learning these fundamentals of how to put a webinar funnel together and write sales pages and do social media. And of course, these are the things that I teach inside my program. He teaches it inside his program. But something that really separates us, which I really acknowledge us both for on this, is the fact that we are really trying to cultivate certainty in our students. I want my students to know how to navigate their own business, how to think outside of the box, how to navigate when things aren't maybe going right in your business. And I feel like a lot of coaches feel really paralyzed in that area. They are often relying on the external for all of these answers 
We see it in the health space too, versus knowing how to trust themselves and their instincts and really knowing how to navigate their business on their own. So we definitely dive into that and what it means to really cultivate certainty and confidence in yourself as a coach. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Let's dive in. Hello, Kevin. Welcome to the Wellness Witch Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's going to be an honor to share some of the preamble that we talked about <laughs> earlier now. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so excited. I'm shocked. Like we even got to the point of hitting record because we were just going off. Um, and I love it. I, I love that because we could just riff off of like so many things, you and I, and we are in aligned with so much when it comes to business and coaching. And that's why you're here today, because I love how you approach business. I love how you show up as a leader. I am so grateful to call you my friend. And I learned so much from you. And I want to share your amazing brain and expertise with our audience today. So before we officially dive in, can you share a little bit about you and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. And again, it's an honor to share um, all the experience that I've been through because uh, I've definitely been through uh, a lot in terms of business. So I actually started my business in 2009, actually not online. It was the old school brick and mortar. I started out, I left corporate and I jumped into opening up my uh, first gym out of a line of credit. And actually we started renting um, just half a basketball court and just trying to get people in there and that grew and I was working my corporate at the same time and Mm -hmm. then that grew and then we leased our first spot and then that grew from that spot to a bigger gym that's about 5,000 square feet and with a nice little mezzanine at the top so it's two floors and then that grew into uh, two gyms. So through that, it wasn't all easy <laughs> I bet. as everybody makes it look. Yeah. Uh, sure sounds great to have two gyms, but man, when you have two locations, and I didn't know it now, but now I know what was driving me nuts is like if you don't have certain processes, if you don't have certain systems, if you don't have your kind of your leadership values and principle clear, right. that second location just amplifies all your problems because you can't physically be there. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah. So during that time, um, the online thing was kind of taken off in 2012 or at least starting to. Mm -hmm. And I started my online nutrition program while I was running the gym. Um, That went pretty well. Uh, Did about 20 K launches. So it was a nice boost to the gym revenue. And then in 2017, I decided to actually leave the gyms. And just wasn't feeling like it was aligned. I kind of grew them to two gyms. Now there's 18 employees. And now I'm just, you know, you're just doing all the things when you have a team, like managing them and kind of like stepping away from what you really like. Plus my uh, daughter uh, was three months out from being born. So, you know, I had some priorities I wanted to line up and I'm like, okay, well, I kind of want to be with her a little bit more. Um, I didn't like traveling all the time between two gyms and driving there and being at a location and coming home at like four or five or six. Right. So I decided to leave and I walked away from uh, both those and let my partners run that and uh, started as a nobody online, but used the principles that we're about to share yeah. later on. Um, on how I went from like a nobody, um, literally like a nobody in terms of business. People knew me from like, you know, the nutrition world, right. but not in business, like, hey, I can help grow your business to now running my uh, own business coaching, uh, helping uh, health coaches scale and grow. Amazing. Okay. <laughs> so many nuggets that I want to dive into there. So you were working corporate, you were working mm-hmm. full time. Yeah. And you decided, I'm going to open this gym and just take out a line of credit. Like, that's a big mm-hmm. jump. I feel like people just even wrap their heads around doing that because it seems so risky. Like, that's amazing. Absolutely. I Number one, I so commend you for doing that because there are risks involved in business. And when we want to pursue our passions and grow and create something, 
you know, we have to do things that are really outside of our comfort zone. So like, what was that process like of just being like, oh my God, I'm going to do this and do it on a line of credit. (laughs) Yeah. So you're right. Like risk is part of business. Whatever we do, we risk money, we risk time, we risk energy, we potentially can even risk a reputation sometimes Mm -hmm. saying what's aligned to us. So like for me, the process of that was I found myself spending more money going to nutrition conferences, certifications, and strength and conditioning stuff more than what I was doing for my corporate gig. And, you know, sure, they would pay for some of the stuff, but then it's like a cost of money or not money, time for me, right? Because I was a business analyst back then. And yeah, like just in the course of from 2007 to 2009, I probably spent a good like 12 to 15K because I also traveled um, mm-hmm. to California, to Rhode Island to take these certifications. And then I gave it about a year, like, okay, am I still feeling pulled? And, you know, I believe that your emotions is a compass and like sure. working at corporate, I just felt very, well, they say soul sucking, but <laughs> it's soul sucking in a sense where I was like a little depressed sometimes. Right. And I'm like, that's not like me. Um, and I think what really drove it was about uh, about the year mark where before I kind of hit that jump. So 2000, ending 2008, my director that I was working f- uh, under got fired. And like, I know how hard she works. Sometimes she's doing like 12 hours, 13 hours, sleeping with her phone under the pillow. Oh, man. And she got fired. Um, probably got a nice severance. But then still at that point in time, that was the line in the sand. Like, uh-uh, I'm not letting people dictate when I go on vacation. I'm not letting people decide when I go. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be in control of that. And yeah. I'm willing to risk that because I knew that all that I know and my work ethic that I'll make it work. I love it. You totally banked on yourself and that's amazing. So I commend you for it. That's huge. So to build it all up, and to see it be successful and to walk away from it all and start from scratch. What was that process like? Oh, it's scary as heck. It's <laughs> like, cause, cause yeah, no matter how much faith you have in you, you're always going to have some self doubt. Like, oh man, I just took out a $20,000 line of credit. And it's like, what if it doesn't work out? Obviously it started small, um, renting a gym space. And that costed us like, I think it was like 50 bucks, 75 bucks an hour at the time. Mm-hmm. This was 2009. So started small and um, worked my way up. Like I wanted to, like I'm a person that needs some evidence first to build my confidence. So you got some evidence. It was growing. Um, eventually we held more classes and we're almost paying about a thousand bucks a month just to rent the place. Mm-hmm. And then we looked at, you know, the cost of, okay, well, how much would it be if I leased the place um, to start off with? And so the cost benefit there just made more, more sense. And, you know, at that time, because you provide yourself with some evidence that, okay, I can get people results. People like me. That's probably why I'm growing. <laughs> and um, it, you just, you've, despite the fear, you just have to do it anyways. And you know, I guess that's what they call it with as, as courage, right? Because totally. I think one day I just sat with myself and, okay, it's like, yeah, I'm scared of all this. And there's all those money mindset things because it came from a poor background. Um, and I just said to myself, like, okay, well, like, all these great people, did they do it out of fear? They do it out of courage. It's <laughs> a great question. I love that. Yeah, yeah. that's huge. <laughs> so not only did you do this once in terms of leaving corporate to create, mm-hmm. you know, your gyms, but then you left the gyms to go create another business in the online space. So, um, that process of just being like, I'm done with the gyms. I'm moving on to this new thing. What was that transition like? Yes. Good question. So that transition was interesting because the thing that we've, that's basically paid the bills and better family and give us a decent life for seven yeah. years, it was very tough to leave. And I had a very big attachment to it because built it from the ground up, Of course, built the gym, built the community. Um, but going back to your question, what was that process like? Mm-hmm. If we take on, if we use our emotions as a compass, I fell into 
a slight depression again mm-hmm. near the end. And I couldn't figure out why, because I was so attached to this is paying the bills. This I'm comfortable. You know, I drive to a gym. I know exactly what to do, what to say. Of course. I didn't realize it was all killing me. And I, and that process where I kind of felt emotionally drained all the time was when I was coming home and like, it was actually in the summer and I was like having a little swig of whiskey <laughs> every night, a nightcap, but I called it a nightcap to soften it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, at the end of the three month mark, this is also when my wife was three months pregnant. Um, I was like, damn, this isn't me. <laughs> Right. Drink every night. Right. Um, and then you just kind of really it just kind of snaps you out of it. I'm like, okay, like what is really bothering me? Mm-hmm. And is this this thing I realized that I want a little more freedom? Um, and I wanted I, I built the gym where I did have this large team. I didn't like it. I didn't like managing people all the time. Yeah. And making sure that they're staying to standards. Um and also conveying ideas because because I did have some business partners in there. Um, that felt like it was always a fight. Uh, so right. and and some kind of disagreement. So just my energy and everything was everything was just depleting me. And when it's depleting you, I think something's gotta change. So totally. I was like, okay, I took the risk before and I'm okay. <laughs> Yeah. So I took the risk to jump into uh, the online space. And I started out as a uh, copywriter, actually, working for uh, big um, influencers and such. And that's kind of how I got my start. Amazing. Okay. So now you run your own online coaching business, which is amazing. And you work with health coaches. So a lot has shifted in this space in the last few years in the coaching space. I know you and I talk a lot offline in terms of just some of the nonsense we see going on in the online space, mm-hmm. some of the toxicity, <laughs> perhaps. I'm curious, what have you really seen shift over the years in the coaching space and kind of like where you think we're heading? I think that's a great question. Um, and, you know, you and I talk a lot about this and joke around about it a lot, but it's definitely becoming more prevalent. And, you know, the coaches I serve, you know, already have a business and they're just looking there to grow. And I can really tell, you know, how they've been taught by how they react to problems and how they mm. show up on our calls. Right. And I think this is kind of where we align a lot on is I find a lot of programs are are too like, yeah, there, there's a certain things where you got to get the foundations in, and that's just black and white, right? The tech is always going to be the tech. It's A, B, C, D. Yes. Um, you need certain processes in there. But when they graduate, it's like they kind of come out with this, you know, business in a box and, you know, they haven't taught them how to cultivate certainty in themselves, self-belief, and how, how to really solve problems. And that's that's obviously a, like a big issue because yeah. when people leave, like, and things change, like right now, time of this recording, you know, inflation is higher, interest rates are going up, people are holding on to their money a little bit more. Like, how do you navigate these things as a business and continue on. So I think that is like the biggest thing that I'm seeing where it's almost like we look for easy, but it ends up taking us longer because of easy. Oh my God. I love that. It's so, so true. And I see it all the time too, you know, with the students that I coach, my goal, as I know your goal is like, you really want people to feel confident. You want them to, you were saying earlier before we were hitting record, like you find coaches are giving up on their intuition or they don't even know how to connect Mm, to their intuition and like things fall apart in business or don't go right. And then it's like, they come to me or they come to you looking for like the one answer or the one solution to fix it all. And it's like, it doesn't work that way. I I wish that was the case for me too. (laughs) You know, I think sometimes people forget that like, Hey, you're over here running a business too. And I am, and we have our own breakdowns and things that happen in business. And there has to become this level of like trusting yourself to make a decision. And, and I think what's challenging is that 
you don't know what's going to happen. There's just so much unknowns that it holds people back from, like it paralyzes them from even from moving forward and doing anything. Yes. Uh, yeah. And I absolutely agree. This disconnection from intuition has something to do with also like the certainty. Now, obviously, you know, you hire a coach to kind of teach you what you don't know. And that's what I did in 2017 when I started all over again. Like I hired a mentor because I had no clue to how to get clients starting out. And right. obviously I built it to where it is now. But the intuition part, it's like you have to own it. And I don't think a lot, like Actually, I know not a lot of people teach that. Like, how do you own your intuition and learn how to mix what your mentor is telling you along with what you know? Because at the end of the day, it's your business. Like, you wake up, you know, you set out your schedule or whichever, you're in there all the time. Sure, your mentors have the shortcut answers, but you still got to add a little piece in there. Of course. That, that, is, that is you and where you want to go into your vision. Yes. And it could add something to that. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Like, I almost also think that because of this lack of helping health coaches to health professionals cultivate the certainty in themselves, certainty in their process, certainty that they can seize the opportunity, which also affects then affects your intuition because in, intuition comes with certainty. Mm-hmm. It also clouds their authenticity. So totally. now it's just like, okay, um, I got to use, I got to do all these like things, but they just don't feel it's like aligning with me, but because they said that I got to do it. And then it clouds the authenticity of how you show up in your content and your brand and how you sell. Then you have this internal tension and you're like, totally. oh, I hate sales. Yep. I hate DMs. I hate writing content. <laughs> yep. It's like this, 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 this cycle here. and. Yep. It's almost kind of like going back to, you know, instead of teaching people how to do all the fancy stuff, it's like we need to teach them to cultivate the certainty first because everything is predicated on the belief in yourself and your process and if you can seize the opportunity. Totally. Oh, that was so good. I love that so much. For all my Canadian listeners, I have something really exciting to share with you. If you're looking to get your hands on your everyday staples, things like your collagen, your probiotics, your vitamins, your minerals, your fish oils, and your omegas, head on over to orangenaturals.com and use the coupon code wellnesswitch at checkout to save 15% off. Orange Naturals is actually a sister company of Canprev, and I really love them for their herbal tinctures. So not only do I use some of their everyday products, but I love their immune health tincture, cough and cold tincture. They have ashwagandha specific for stress support. They have a really great liver health tincture, milk thistle, heart health, all sorts of tinctures that you can use. And they have some really great kids products as well. So head on over to orangenaturals.com. Use the coupon code wellnesswitch to save 15% off at checkout. Plus you will also get free shipping on orders over $50. I'm so excited for you to save and get your shop on and get your everyday supplement staples. Let's chat about my favorite greens powder, the Organifi Green Juice. If you guys haven't tried this yet, you're totally missing out. Their original flavor is mint, which is super refreshing, and they launched a new flavor, which is crisp apple, and it is so good. You can literally just mix this with some water and drink it as is. You don't need to mix it with juice or anything like that because it tastes so good, and I do add it to my smoothies. And sometimes I'll just put a scoop of it in some water and take a little shot of it midday when I need to pick me up. There's some great ingredients in here like ashwagandha, which we know is a great adaptogen and so good for stress hormones, moringa, spirulina, chlorella, coconut water, wheatgrass, red beet, matcha green tea. Then it's got some turmeric, lemon, and a prebiotic powder. It is really great for digestion. It's great for stress support, energy support, And like I said, it tastes damn good. I swear it's going to be one of the best tasting greens you've ever tried. So head on over to OrganifiShop.com, use the coupon code wellnesswitch, and it's going to save you 20% off any of their products store-wide. Again, that code is wellnesswitch and will save you 20% off. Happy shopping. I think what is 
missing from a lot of programs out there is that like coaches don't know how to coach people. Mm-hmm. They, they just don't. They know how to give like strategy or here's what you do to grow your Instagram, go do these reels, you know, right? But then what happens when somebody actually does have a breakdown in their business or something's not working? Yeah. I find like coaches don't know actually like how to handle that and how to coach and guide somebody through that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to that point, that's actually a very good point that you make because I remember when around the gyms, I used to coach um, CrossFit athletes who would do uh, regionals and we had some CrossFit uh, athletes go to CrossFit games. So automatically, because they're in the CrossFit games, you think, oh crap, I'm going to go hire them. But then, you know, just the same thing there, just because you can do it for yourself doesn't mean you can do it for others. It's, totally. it's a totally different ball game because there's a lot of nuances in there that you have to understand how they learn. Um, what, what's bothering them, what's holding them back and how do we move them forward and mm-hmm. kind of going back to this coach thing now in business. Okay, great. This coach was able to get themselves to X, Y, Z level. Okay. Making, yep. I don't know, 85, hundred K months. But then when it comes to coaching others, you know, yeah, yeah just do this. Cause just that's what this. I did. And it, yeah. just, you know, it helped me. It's like, okay, great. Like this business is completely different than this business and the people you attract and the energy you give off (laughs) and, Mm -hmm. you know, and what you're working with and the circumstances and what they're thinking about. There's just so much more into it. And I think as, you know, like yourself, we have coaching background. So we've kind of seen all this stuff and how does it apply to this stuff just in a different niche? Totally. I think like when I think about my students in my program, the real work begins when they come to calls and it's like, Mm -hmm. this didn't work or I'm struggling with this. Like that's where the real work begins with their business. And that's how they build their intuition and their resiliency is like being coachable and getting this feedback for me. And and I'm sure it's the same in your, I I, I know that it's the same in your business because you coach me through it too. (laughs) I come to you with breakdowns, (laughs) right? (laughs) So like that's where the real coaching begins. I could sit there and, you know, as you can just, we can close our eyes and tell somebody like, sure, here's your sales strategy. Sure. Here's your social media strategy. Here's how you do the webinar. Sure. Here's how you do your copywriting, but yeah, go do it, go do all of that and then come back and let's dive in and refine it and look at the gaps and actually get support around, you know, around, all of it, where the breakdowns are happening, your mindset around it, just because something failed once, you often want to give up on yourself. Like, let me, let's talk through that, you know, and help our clients actually see like this longer term vision and how they really need to start like stepping into their power and trusting themselves and building that resiliency essentially. Yeah, absolutely. So good. Like business is a doing thing. And it's an experiencing thing yes. because you need, you need like a feedback mechanism before you kind of know, okay, yeah, I have some blocks around this because somebody said no to me on a sales call or what do I say when they say this? Like, you don't know, like you can watch all the videos, read all the books, talk to your, I don't know, business friends about it. But until we start doing it, it's going to go through our own filters, which is our beliefs. And then we got to come back and get some coaching around that. Like, okay, yeah. what does this mean? Or what do I do here before we can really develop um, the magic really? And it's just like coaching nutrition clients. Like they can read all about macros. They can be even more knowledgeable than you and totally. know, you know, the five latest researches, the research papers on this specific supplement, but until right. they actually start doing it, it, they're not going to change. One hundred, and they're not going to be able to see their mistakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love it. So, what are some things that you wish coaches would know? Yes, great question. <laughs> Number one, obviously, got work on yourself. Yeah, certainty. Yeah, you got to embrace not only like the good, but uncertainty. You also got to embrace your bad. So. They call, I don't know, what's that word out there? Shadows. Oh, right? yes. The shadow so if you, the more you own those things, the less the shadows and you own yourself on the good things too. You own both of them. Okay. You never negate them. 
when you're sharing wins, never go, but, or, oh, that's mm. just, it's like, no, I made this sale or no, I wrote this thing. I was scared, but nope, I did it. And I stand by it. You got to own all that because the more we own that, the more we create this leadership feel we're like wow that person's just really going after it they're just saying this stuff and it's hard not to listen so certainty is definitely one of them yep and then the other thing is once you have certainty you can allow your personality i know you're big on this too in your program mm -hmm. your personality because business is also especially in the coaching world online where there is a lot of opportunity out there there's yep. also a lot of noise so if you don't let your personality express, then we're just going to be another cold professor at a university, you know, spitting out whatever is out of a textbook. Nobody wants to listen to that. Right. It's true. <laughs> yep. Um, and then once we have that, we have to also start looking at marketing as coaching. Totally. For coaches. because. And we go back to the intuition stuff, like coaches, like yourself, like myself, and all your students are coaches first. So don't try to be a salesperson, but what are we coaching on? No, it's not coaching on, you know, you got to have this macro over that macro. They give you a problem and then you immediately cite a solution. No, you're coaching something different. Your marketing is actually coaching, but you're coaching their beliefs because they need to have a different belief before they have different thoughts and feelings around your solutions. And then they can make a decision and then take action. That's it. it. Those are just my few things. Yeah, no, those are really, really powerful. Um, you mentioned certainty, you know, quite a few times. And I think that, so let's expand on that a little bit more. Like, mm -hmm. what's really your definition of certainty? Because you said it's like really embracing the good, but also embracing the bad. It's like basically a level of self-responsibility. We have to take self-responsibility for the good and the bad that's happening, right? In our lives, in our work, everything. Mm -hmm. So let's expand on that a little bit and certainty. Um, maybe like either your definition or like what you're just really seeing happening and why yeah. coaches. Yeah, yeah. I'll stop there. <laughs> so, so, so certainty, I know it's like... The topic that excites you, and we love talking about this because we mm -hmm. see this all the time in our, in yeah. our coaches because they come from an academic background. Yes. Now you're exposed to the world where, you know, you can have a troll, you can, the troll in you, you can have people challenging you, you know, where your word isn't the word always in this, you know, fake news or be willing to say anything online. So yeah. certainty, certainty is about owning yourself. What does that mean? Further down, it's about owning all your strengths like what you know, and that is a thing. So you're ready to, to, to stand up for what you stand for and what you say. So yeah. that's part of owning yourself and owning your gifts, owning your process, because you know it works. And as like I shared before, when um, I jumped into the gym thing, like I part of building certainty for me is just to have a little evidence. I don't care if it's one client or two clients or three clients, right. but right. there's evidence there. Okay, cool. I'm certain about my process. The certain in yourself is like, okay, I'm certain that I can acquire the skill. And then obviously it's certain that you can seize the opportunity. So it's owning all of that, but you have to own yourself that you can do it. All the good stuff about you. And then there's also certainty about all the bad stuff. Like we can't also know, we can't own one thing without owning the other. And the right. bad stuff would be, I wouldn't say bad stuff. It's just like stuff we kind of avoid. So for me, for example, is money. I did not know my cash flow. Right. when I was working in the gyms, like uh, that power was given to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And, um, but because of that, I didn't know the budgets. I didn't know what we can buy. I just said, we well, need to buy this, getting right. paid the margins, like all your decisions. Like I didn't own that. I just labeled myself because I was really bad at math, um, <laughs> for a lot of years in school. And right. so I just lay myself, I'm just bad with numbers. I'm more good at this academic stuff. Yeah. So yeah. how do we own something like that? Owning something like that is not being like a math whiz. It's just knowing simple things, like knowing what's going on, knowing your budgets, knowing your P&L, and just checking your bank account every day, like totally. small things like that, owning those shadows. And then when I took power of that, um, knowing the cash flow, checking it, like, 
you know, my income and our profits went up, like yes. just from those little things. So totally. owning your shadows is a good thing because the gold is in there because you have to create systems that allow you to, that allow you to work in those shadows. That's really important. And it's the same for me. Like I had to recognize in my business, like where my strengths are and where they are not. And mm-hmm. the money and the finances and doing my taxes and accounting, like that, the thing that everybody is, loves to do. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Definitely not my strength. And so I had to get to this point of either constantly falling behind on it and it leading to all this anxiety and buildup or actually taking responsibility and hiring somebody who can manage it and who I can connect with every other week and who can keep me on track because that's what I know I needed for myself. And that's the only way that that was going to get managed in my business. Otherwise it just wouldn't. Right. So Mm -hmm. like that was, that was, you know, a huge thing for me, um, in terms of building certainty. Right. Um, another thing that I see around this when it comes to like, you know, creating that feeling of certainty for yourself. I think what happens is that because social media is such a massive distraction, I think it's really easy for coaches to compare themselves and really get caught in this trap of like what so-and-so is doing over here and look at so-and-so's page and look at so-and-so's business. And it causes like so much doubt and well, uncertainty in ourselves. Do you often see this with, you know, the, the clients that you're coaching? All the time. Yeah. <laughs> then you get the question, well, so-and-so is doing this. I should be doing this. I should be doing yeah. that. So-and-so yeah. is doing this every single month. Yeah. I think we have to recognize, so that that's part of actually uncertainty because um, you're now borrowing somebody else's almost kind of like energy or system to kind of place in you to yours because you don't have certainty in yourself or what you're doing. Right. And I think we need to distinguish one, where is this coming from? Like if we have a path, we have a mentor, we know that works. Like, where is this coming from? It's coming from some uncertainty that because it's not working right away, <laughs> because maybe we got a hundred percent on all the time in, in school and college and all that stuff or right. all these other things business is completely different. Yeah. So we got to look at, okay, is that something within us that we just need to kind of cultivate that certainty in ourselves? And then also the second one is that energy. Um, started doing a lot of uh, understanding around energy and are we actually taking somebody else's energy and trying to mistake it from ours? So if like Sam is just crushing stories on both her Instagram page, does that like mean you need to do it? Or does it make you feel like you need to do it now? And you got to kind of discern, am I doing it because she's doing it? And if I keep doing this, am I going to burn out? (laughs) Totally. Yep. So yeah, I think we look at both ways. And if I could just say one more thing. Totally. The biggest thing also why I'm pushing certainty a lot is because you guys are the experts or you guys, meaning, you know, your health coaches, health professionals, you went to school for a certain amount of time. Some of you have your doctorates. And if you're not certain about yourself, you might be certain about your academics, but you're not certain about yourself. You're not certain about your process. You're not certain about that. You can get that opportunity. Your audience feels that. And when they feel that, because they're uncertain, they're confused, they're overwhelmed. So they're in a position where they're uncertain. And if you're not certain, how are they going to borrow your certainty so that they can come to you and hire you? Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. A confused buyer never buys. So Mm -hmm. that's key. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so all of this, you know, working on that certainty, working on yourself, working on the mindset is what's really going to help you step into being a leader, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But you got to do it first. Leaders go first. (laughs) That's right. Yes. Isn't there a book? Is there a book that's called that? Leaders go first or something like that? I'm not sure. No, there's a book called Leaders Eat Last. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's by Simon Sinek. (laughs) Oh, okay. Maybe that's the one I'm thinking of. (laughs) Who knows? Oh, that's interesting. So let's talk about leadership. And... I mean, I I feel like I just want to let you take the reins on this one when it comes to leadership. I feel like there's a lot you could probably speak to around this. Um, 
being that you've worked with so many coaches in the health space and helping them to grow and scale their business. What are some of those traits that you see? Hmm, yeah. Um, yeah. So leadership can be defined many ways, depending on your background, beliefs and all that. Um, obviously I came from a corporate background. So I thought being a, my definition of leadership then is definitely a lot different now when we're right. coming into a business that's not corporate, people driven mm-hmm. and people by people. So how I define leadership is um, it's the, it's the ability to produce followership and others through a combination of your behaviors, lifestyle, confidence, humility, grace, um, mm-hmm. and silent power that communicates to thousands of people right? Hopefully, or hundreds for some people. So you're creating this leadership or you're creating this followership just basically by being, owning yourself, being you and through your actions. So I guess some of the traits now or some of the traits. So one of the traits for sure is what we call power. So power again, could be defined in multiple ways, but I define power as, as in like, Owning everything, owning yourself, yep. owning your shadows, which is you need a level of certainty and not giving up your power. So yeah, the thing, you know, you heard the saying, like, if you try to please everybody, you please nobody. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, in the context of power, if you're trying to please everybody, it means that you actually don't have certainty in yourself because you're seeking validation from others totally. so that you can be filled because your cup isn't filled. So part of having um, leadership is power is like when you can kind of make a stance and if somebody crosses your boundaries, which is usually tied to your values, you correct or you throw up whatever your boundaries are and people respect you for that. Yeah. Um, And you'll attract the people who also value the same stuff as, as you as a leader. Totally. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, yeah, power is a big one. And when I think about power too, is like, just like you said, boundaries, boundaries is a big thing. And I think that I know I see it all the time. You know, so many of the students that I work with are, they don't have boundaries they're constantly people pleasing. And this is what leads to burnout. This leads to so much doubt. It leads to them questioning things in their business. And it actually leads to mismanagement around their time. And so then what I see happen is that because they're just giving so much of themselves to people and not managing their bandwidth and not managing their time, they don't have the time to work on the really important pieces of their business. Mm -hmm. It's just like they're constantly trying to just basically put out fires and do things for others that they neglect themselves, they feel burnt out, and they don't even have that energy to put into like the real things that are going to support their business and their sales and their growth. That's sometimes the cycle that I often see happen um, with clients, right? Like clients are wanting to reschedule, but this didn't work for me, but I did it anyways, or wanting to get people through the door. So, and they couldn't afford this price, but they could afford, you know, so I gave them a discount and it's just this constant people pleasing and like, you end up, I mean, really, at the end of the day, the only person you end up hurting is yourself throughout that process. And then you feel exhausted, you feel resentful, and it is really hard for you to show up in your business to like work on the things, like I said, that it's really going to help take you to the next level. Yes. Does that make 100%. sense? Yeah. <laughs> I was talking in, I was so, kind of talking no, in circles. No, you gave some specific examples, and I think that's very important for specific examples because there's a lot of people that talk about this stuff, but they don't really know it. And you can tell because of the specifics, like, yeah, giving up your power. You just need to be more of a leader. Like, okay, what what does (laughs) that that mean? mean? Like, do I just go tell people to go do it and they're supposed to do it? No. (laughs) Um, And kind of to your point, I'm going to circle back to power. Like everything that you just said, right? Um, Where they burn themselves out. They're kind of doing this thing and. You know, they're not really aligned with it and they keep doing it and they just like burn out. They're doing all this busy work, um, but it's not really moving their business. That's an example of like not having power. Why is that example of not having power? Because you're giving your power up to the busy work because we're comfortable with the busy work rather than the work that's going to move, make an impact. Because you can give up power in many different ways and power is a part of leadership. So, and, and putting boundaries. So no, 
you could say, no, that, I don't know, whatever is not going to move your business forward, that one thing to do, I don't know, like filling out that spreadsheet that it can hire a VA to do for $10 an hour right? <laughs> should not be your job. Like you should be right. either creating content, cultivating your personality, putting yourself out there, running that webinar, whatever it's going to move that business forward at that time. Yep. So we're not giving up our power to doing the busy work. Um, the other thing, you can give up power to emotions, burnout. Mm-hmm. Giving up your power to burnout is really not putting boundaries up. So now you've given up your power there instead of owning it. No, I'm going to go take care of me time. Busy can be me time because you are certain that you can serve at your best when you're at your best. So I just want to throw some kind of examples there. And same thing with intuition, right? Giving your power up 100% to somebody else and not putting your intuition in there when something is wrong, when you want to question something, that's also giving up your power. And that's not really leading. Yeah, so true. Okay, so switching gears a bit, you talked about <laughs> creating content, doing webinars, things that are going to move you know the needle forward in your business. Obviously, there's a lot of strategies that people can implement for growth, for more sales, for more clients. What are some strategies that you can recommend for coaches to implement now in their business for growth? Okay. I know our conversations just tend to kind of go... Every, <laughs> they go all over the place here, here and there sometimes. <laughs> so thank you for reeling me back. Um, there's just, I mean, it just kind of goes to show there's just more to it than just do a webinar and a click funnels page. Totally. <laughs> right. Totally. It's, just, it's more yep. dynamic. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I think hopefully your audience realize that through our conversation here. Um, mm-hmm. So what can they do right now? Uh, first off, uh, connection. Uh, connection is a big piece, uh, especially now that the, whole health industry and the coaching industry in general, it's like grown so much because of COVID. So it's great. You know, that means there's still a lot of opportunity out there because people can have a piece of the pie, like the education industry or this coaching industry is huge in the billions. So what's going to separate you from the other when they have same skill and you have the same skills? Well, it's going to be how you connect as a person. And that's kind of where you talk, Sam, where you talk about personality in your program. They got to be able to express it. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. how are you going to connect with people? Like at the end of the day, it's you. It's you that they buy when when we have two same skill sets. So think about... When people are coming in your Facebook group or Instagram or email list, wherever your platform is, is mm-hmm. that you're first there to connect. So this comes into the leadership, not be so tied to, oh, I got a lead. Now, how do I sell them? Now, yeah. just to connect first as a human being because people totally. buy from you if they connect with you. Yep. Number two is understanding that marketing is actually coaching. Change your perspective on that. No, it's not salesy. <laughs> It sells you when you continually pummel people of why they should buy, but you got mm. to think about belief shifts. What are their beliefs right now? How can I, what do I need to make them disbelieve? And how do I, and what do I need to say to shift their belief that this is the way? Yeah, gut issue. How do I shift their belief that it's not always FODMAPs and elimination diet? How do I right. shift, destroy that belief and move it here? You're coaching their beliefs. And now when you have, when you can coach somebody's beliefs, which is a very powerful thing, they're making the decision to either reach out to you. They're making the decision to continue talking to you. They're making this and they're coming into your program with more confidence and less doubt. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So connection, Mm -hmm. that's one strategy amongst the 1000 things we could probably give people. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So connection. Um, Let's go on here with maybe another one or two. All right. So after connection, another strategy is making sure that you're, so these are all tactical. I'm actually going in a hierarchy here. So for sure, most important was connection. Second, seed marketing as belief shifts. And now we kind of get into the, the gritty stuff. Um, it sounds simple, but you, but I, I see this over and over again, even with like 30K or 50K a month earners, they're not clear on their avatar psychographics. Mm. So you need to be clear on who you're talking to. Well, what, the, what does that mean? It actually goes like the way that I do it, it actually goes a little bit beyond what keeps them up at night. 
you have to understand what they value and their values usually mirror your values, but just done in a different way. You have to know um, their traits. So if they're a type A person, for example, or let's say people are after, oh, I want uh, the busy woman, corporate professional type A. Well, then that type of person isn't going to respond to like social media stuff where they got to admit that they're wrong. What's your biggest challenge when it comes to weight loss? No, nah, type type A person is going to be like, nah, I got this, especially out in the public. So right. you got to know their traits and we got to know their beliefs as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so you can believe yeah. shift. Yeah. So. Love was, it. Yeah. Connection, marketing, belief shifts. Yeah. And yeah. Um, there was something I was going to oh, say. Avatar. I... That. So the belief, oh, yeah, so yeah, avatar. belief shifts went with the marketing. So you guys see marketing is coaching. Correct. So you're coaching belief shifts. And then the third was um, the avatar psychographics. Yeah. I think the avatar piece is something that so many people skip over. Yeah. They skip. Yeah. They, and like, I get it. It's so unsexy yep. and it's not, you know, it's just not fun, but I, I see it all the time and I see it all the time with my students. I'm sure you see it with yours. It's just like, they do the exercise like once, but it's like super general. And then they're like, okay, yeah, I got it. And then they move on. You know, they do like the avatar exercise, the ideal client exercise once. Yeah, and then yeah. it's like, okay, great. Filled out these questions, got some information. Then great. I'm good to go. And they like never revisit it ever again. <laughs> yeah. Like I revisit my document. Like I just had to revisit my document like six months ago to just make sure that I'm on track. Cause sometimes we just also like, as we grow, we tend to talk about different things too. Cause we're just, of course, growing, we're evolving. Right? Yeah. And then, and, and then you, and it's like, oh, okay. Like engagement down or results are, am I off track? Then you, then you look back at your avatar document. Oh crap. <laughs> yep. Totally. Amazing. Okay. Well, one more question before I let you go. Um, you know, if there's anything that you could share, one piece of knowledge that you would just love for coaches to know before we sign off for the day, what what would that be? That one piece of advice. Um, I know it sounds like a broken record, uh, but honestly, it is like w- learn, see certainty as a muscle that you cultivate every day to make it stronger. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, knowing what to say, knowing what to write is all filtered through if you're certain or you're uncertain about yourself, the process, and if you can get the opportunity. I love that. That's really, really good. Thank Thank you, you, Kevin. That was so great. Where can our audience connect with you and find you? Uh, They can find me on Facebook, which is where I'm most active with trainings and all that. Uh, I have a group called Clients Through Connection. And um, for for your audience, if it's okay, I can give them a uh, freebie as well on uh, belief shifting content that they can get introduced to. Amazing. Yeah. So that's great. You'll send me the link. Okay, great. Is there a link for that? Yeah, yeah. I'll send you the link. It'll be a special link. Okay, great. We'll put it in the show notes. You guys can go grab it there. Thank you so much, Kevin. I really appreciate you and I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for having me today. Thanks everyone for being with us today. I really hope you enjoyed my interview with Kevin. If you would like to connect with him on Instagram, you can find him at the Kevin Kwan underscore. And if you have any questions or topic ideas that you would love for me to dive into in a future episode, connect with me on Instagram at holistic wellness, Witch. thanks for being with us today. Enjoy your day. Chat with you next week.